All right, let's make this happen in four, three, two, Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. It's me, it's me, it's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree. It's Dr. Goose, live on the line with my boy on the other side of the state, Mr. Fermi. Welcome back to your Anonymous Gamblers podcast. Thanks, Goose. Happy to be back. Obviously, uh, you're feeling a little bit better. I can hear it in your voice, which is great news. It is. It is. Uh, you know, the uh, the surgical glue came off, and uh, still some still some wounds that need healing up. But I uh, certainly feel a lot better. Seven days out, uh, looking to get back into the swing of things fully next week. So uh, just trying to get back to the normal, and, and part of my stamina is uh, you know using my voice. So. Uh, I do do feel better. I hope I sound better for me. Um, and, and no offense, we need to pick a little better here as we uh, enter uh, week seven, which is crazy. We're already halfway through the season here on our uh, Leans, Looks, and Lines podcast. And uh, Fermi had a little ugly one last week, didn't you? Yeah, that's two in a row. I mean, we're at the point where we can start fading me. We get to this point every year at some point. Um Gave the listeners a little bit of good stuff the first five weeks, but the last two have been pretty abysmal. Hey, this is the first three and I've had all year, and I think it's been one in two years for me. It was it was nice to get off that schneid, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have yet to have a perfect week, but I've ramped up my quantity of picks as well. So I think I've had a couple four in one weeks, which is really solid for me, but Last two weeks have been pretty much the opposite. Well, let's get back into the usual here, just like we always do. We're going to start tonight, Louisiana, Marshall. Uh, Marshall's minus 10.5, over under 46.5. Before we get into the slate, Fermi, anything for uh, any of our listeners who may pop this in tonight? Not yet. So I, I was leaning Louisiana Lafayette. I don't know that I'm going to take it because um, I don't love them on the road. So that that was my hesitance. I, I'm so, I'm definitely going to watch this. The overs going the overs going down on this. I wouldn't be surprised if that thing hits 45. I say take the over on it. It's already dropped a point and a half. Um, I, I think that's just a line grab at that point because I, I think this game will be closer. Um, but Louisiana they are fraudulent, so I I would not take them. But that's just me. Um, getting into Thursday and then through Friday night, Baylor on the road at West Virginia, minus three and a half over under 54 and a half temple getting 23 and a half on the road at UCF over under 46 Navy getting 12 and a half at SMU over under 57 and a half. And UTSA is minus 33 and a half over under 63 on the road at Florida international for me, uh, Navy with the most points they've put up, not just in a game, but cumulatively all season last week. UCS defense, very stout at home the week prior against against SMU. Is there a little bit of regression there? And then Baylor on the road, giving up three and a half at West Virginia. Uh, Big 12 kind of seems like a little bit of a toss-up down below. Is that too many points at home? Questions to be answered. Any thoughts for me? The only one I was sort of leaning was I, I like UCF at home. Um, John Reese Plumley's been just unreal. Um, I think he leads the team in rushing. He's been very good throwing the ball as well. That offense can put up points and, and do it quickly. I don't love twenty three and a half, but I, I'm I'm looking at that. It's it's a possibility. I just don't think Temple's going to score much, and that's my hesitance with with not going with that over. Um, 
Because I, I don't know that UCF's going to put up 46 themselves. They, they certainly are capable of it, though. I What's crazy to me is I actually kind of like that over for the Navy game. Uh, not I think it's a little juiced up right now, but SMU was gashed on the run. Um, and they were very, very tight inside the 20, inside the red zone. But Navy certainly is a tough team to prepare for. And SMU can huck and chuck the ball around. And Navy will be exposed in that regard. Um, 57 and a half. Maybe if they get picked down to 57, that, that might be the play. But 59, I wouldn't go higher than that if, if that starts to creep up here later in the week. Uh, Saturday's slate is phenomenal for me. I, I think it's one of the best slates uh, we've had. I mean, we've had some great games, but um, yeah, this I is, agree. This is some yeah. great matchups. So let's get into them here. Right at the top of the uh, the noon hour, Penn State at Michigan. Penn State getting seven uh, over under fifty one and a half. Central Michigan minus thirteen and a half at Akron over under fifty nine. Minnesota minus six and a half on the road at Illinois over under thirty nine and a half. Miami minus seven. Over under 46 at Bowling Green. That's Miami of Ohio, if I didn't say that. Uh, Old Dominion is getting 12 and a half on the road at Coastal Carolina. Over under 56. Auburn is getting 14 and a half at Ole Miss. Over under 55. Kansas is getting nine at Oklahoma. Over under 62 and a half. And one more here. Texas minus 16 and a half. Over under 49 and a half at home against Iowa State. I mean, Texas looked like a monster. Oklahoma, I'm sorry, uh, Kansas has lost their quarterback, but Oklahoma is atrocious. Ole Miss decides to open up the playbook for some odd reason and run up the score against Vanderbilt. Coastal Carolina barely beats ULM. Is ULM a better team? Maybe. Bowling Green, I'm going to fade that one, but Minnesota is the road favorite at Illinois. I mean, boy, that seems like that should at least be, you know, a pick game. But, man, and then Penn State getting seven, and Penn State's the road deal. Michigan has played um, fluff. Fermi, what do you think of that opening noon slate there? Yeah, it's a really good slate. So a couple things. Um, Iowa State plus 17 at Texas. Iowa State, eighth in the nation in scoring defense. They are they are very tough defensively. Um, I know you said Texas has been lights out. But they just got clean Ewers back. He was awesome last game, too. So. I'm struggling. I like I, my lean is Iowa State plus the points, but I, I really don't love them going on the road to Texas. They have had a lot of success against Texas, though, so that's on my watch list. Um, Bowling Green, Miami of Ohio over. I sort of like the over 46. I think both of these offenses can get it going, um, at least get it going enough to score 46. I sort of expect this game in the 50s. Um, the Kansas-Oklahoma game, is is very i'm probably going to stay away just because there's so many unanswered questions in my mind you said daniels is likely out that is i'm pretty sure that's going to be confirmed he's not likely Uh, out he's out he is definitely out okay bean bean is good like jason he he's very capable i think he had four touchdowns last week like he is very capable to lead that team um especially against oklahoma whose defense has been Maybe, I mean, it has been so bad. Um, I, I Gabriel's coming back. Gabriel Davis, or Dylan Gabriel is coming back. Um, so Oklahoma's quarterback, that situation's going to change heavily. And with, with him at quarterback, their offense is electric. They will score points against Kansas. Um, 
over under 62 and a half, I think it's going to come down to how many Kansas can score. Because I think Oklahoma's going to score and pretty at a pretty good clip. I think, I, I mean, I could see them scoring 40. That that would not surprise me um, with Dylan Gabriel back. So It's a low total, and it's, dro- and it's dropping. It went from 64 and a half to 62 and a half. I think people are afraid that with Kansas' quarterback out, that they're not going to be able to put up points. But I, I don't. I don't think that's that's necessarily true. I mean, he's very dynamic, of course. But being as mobile as well, I mean, it's certainly a step down. But I, I, he he showed that he's fully capable of doing that. And as bad as Oklahoma's defense has been, nothing leads me to believe that they Kansas is not going to score points. I, I mean, I, I would be shocked if if they get you know held within two touchdowns. You know, less than two touchdowns. So. I think that could be a shootout. 62 seems like a reasonable number if if Gabriel's back, and, and that's the expectation at this point. Starting at 1230, Miami is minus 7 at Virginia Tech, over under 46.5. Buffalo is minus 17, over under 47 at UMass. UConn is getting 9 at Ball State, over under 47.5. California, minus 14.5, over under 48.5 at Colorado. Kent State, Getting the eight and a half at Toledo over under sixty one and a half. Alabama minus seven and a half over under sixty five and a half at Tennessee. Vanderbilt is getting thirty eight and a half at Georgia over under fifty eight and a half. Maryland is minus eleven over under is sixty one and a half at Indiana and NC State is minus three and a half over under is forty two and a half at Syracuse and one more only because I'm taking it. North Northern Illinois is getting two and a half over under is 66 and a half now at Eastern Michigan. Fermi, I have that over for Northern Illinois and Eastern Michigan. I had it at 63. I, I took it on uh, uh, Sunday night, Tuesday or Monday morning, whenever it was when those lines came out. Northern Illinois cannot stop anyone. They have given up over 30-plus points every single game. Eastern Michigan is not the low and slow team that they were in years past. They have put up a substantial amount of points this season. I think this is an old maxion fly over the total on ESPN+. Plus. I know there's a lot of great games, a lot of ranked teams playing each other in that 330 slate for me, but give me that over for Northern Illinois EMU for sure. I know it's at 66 and a half for me. I, I might even take it up to 67. Um, that's how confident I am in this over. Wow. That's, that's a sneaky pick. I'm not, it's off my radar. So totally. Also- but but there's a ton, there's a ton of better games in there. So uh, anything in those games that I, that I rattled off there that you're interested in? Yeah, the the one that I'm most interested in probably is Miami Florida at Virginia Tech. I like the over. It's at 46 and a half right now. Um, I think Miami's offense is starting to finally click. Van Dyke had 300 or 496 yards last passing last week, um, three touchdowns, and. Virginia Tech, maybe most importantly, just got Malachi Thomas, their running back back, who was out the beginning of this whole season. Um, I think he gives them an added dimension. Uh, Caleb Smith's been really good for them, too. We know Wells likes to throw. So I I just see this, like, neither defense has been really solid. <laughs> um, I mean, Virginia Tech just got gashed by Pitt. Uh, Abanaconda just ran for what six touchdowns last week? It was insane. Yeah, 
I mean, it was it was crazy. So, th- I mean, Virginia Tech's defense is definitely um, needs improvement, uh, to say the least. Miami got into that little bit of a shootout with um, Middle Tennessee a couple weeks ago, and they were exposed. I, I just think both defenses are struggling enough that 46-and-a-half is a low number. Um, so I'll be over there. Firm and then the other – the the, sorry, the game that the game that's just that that pops out on me on that it, I'm sorry the, the point that pops out on me on that is Virginia Tech has played so bad lately is is this individual that's coming back worth that much to the team? Well, I mean, it, I I still think they're gonna they're gonna be throwing like Grant Wells to Caleb Smith has been a connection that's been pretty pretty solid all year. Smith had I think he had might have had double digit catches last week. Um, they're going to try to exploit Miami anyway through the air. I think they, they prefer to throw anyway. Um, but I think Malachi Tom- Thomas is just – he's dynamic enough. He can, he can receive the ball as well. Like he's, he's somewhat of an explosive back, and they've been missing that. So um, I don't know that it's going to matter for seven to ten points, but I, I don't know that it needs to. Like I, I think – just that dynamic will increase their offensive output. Okay. And then um, what were the other games you were talking about? Um, the other game that I, I just want to keep tabs on is that NC State-Syracuse game. I like NC State on the road if Devin Leary plays. He's questionable right now. Um, if he doesn't play, I probably will lean on that Syracuse. To, I mean, it's only three and a half right now. We know that's a tough place to play. But if NC State is healthy – and Leary is playing, I, I sort of like them to cover. I think this is going to be a back-and-forth game. Without Leary, I would sort of lean Syracuse in that one to cover the three-and-a-half. I think Leary's that big of an impact on this team. I won't touch that Tennessee-Alabama game, but I'll tell you what, Knoxville wins that game. That that place is getting burned to the ground for me. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, if, 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 they, if they knock them off, man, I mean, I, don't even, I shouldn't even say knock them off because Alabama was on the ropes last week for sure. Um Hooker has a legitimate Heisman gripe if, if he can um, knock off Saban. So we'll see. BYU at home getting one and a half against Arkansas over under 66. That total has jumped up seven points. Texas State, huge win last week over Appalachian State, getting 16 on the road at Troy over under 47. Oklahoma State getting four at TCU over under 68 and a half. Ohio minus one and a half at Western Michigan over under 58. Western Kentucky minus eight over under 67 at Middle Tennessee. Charlotte getting 23 and a half at UAB over under 63 and a half. Tulane minus 12 over under 55 at South Florida. James Madison minus 11 and a half over under 67 at Georgia Southern. Wisconsin minus seven and a half over under 49 at Michigan State. Louisiana Tech getting six and a half at North Texas over under 68 and a half. And Arizona is getting 14 at Washington over under 73. A couple notes on my end. I was looking at that Arizona-Washington game. If that if that over would have been down in the 60s, I would have taken it. Uh, it's a little bit too high for my taste. Last week I had a late-night pick just for myself with that Oregon-Arizona game, and Arizona could not score a point at the end of the game. I mean, they had a whole quarter to get a touchdown. They couldn't do it against Oregon. It was just embarrassing. I'm not sure if they pulled their starters or what because it was on Pac-12 Network, but lesson learned there. That Louisiana Tech-North Texas over is a little juicy to me right now. I kind of like that uh, North Texas is back to their old offense of 
the, the offense of old where they're, you know, they're spreading out and they are gunning. But uh, Louisiana Tech under Sonny Cumbie's has done a good job, but is it good enough? I'm not too confident in that. I watched the Georgia Southern-Georgia State game. That was phenomenal. I mean, Georgia Southern, you're right for me. They are spreading the ball out, and they are gunning it. James Madison, maybe a spot for them to be exposed. I don't know. Uh, 67 is pretty high because JMU's defense is pretty good. Uh, I'm going to stay away from it, but I, seriously, I've been watching a lot of Sun Belt and absolutely and totally loving every second of it. There, there are two picks that I have. The first one's uh, not at 67. I got it at 66. That's Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee, over 66. I love this. I think these two teams are going to light up the scoreboards. I'm not sure why this has flown off the radar a little bit. Maybe I'm missing an injury. I haven't seen anything that says that I am. Uh, but Western Kentucky is just like they were. And Middle Tennessee, I think, is competent enough. Uh, this, to me, seems like it's a shootout. And then the other one that seems like a shootout to me is this Oklahoma State TCU game. I got it at 68. It's at 68 and a half right now. I love this over. I watched that Texas Tech-Oklahoma State game. Texas Tech had a great opportunity in that game with a, a, a first-year, like, at, you know, uh, freshman. Um, and the kid can huck and chuck it. And Max Duggan is very good. They have holes in that defense. If Texas Tech did that to Oklahoma State, there's no way TCU doesn't as well. Um, and Oklahoma State definitely has the starters and the competence on offense to score on TCU's defense. I'm surprised that one's not in the 70s. So those are those are two official picks for me right there. Oklahoma State, TCU over 68, and Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee over 66. Mr. Fermi. All right, so I'm looking at JMU, Georgia Southern. You, you touched on it. I was leaning Georgia, Georgia Southern plus 12 um, at home. I, I, th- I think our offense is very credible. I will say it's high risk, high reward with Van Trees. I mean, he has 13 touchdowns, but he has 11 interceptions. That's the piece that worries me because, like you said, JMU's defense is pretty stout. Um, and they're going to get opportunities to make plays. I, I think Van Trees gets a little loose with the ball sometimes. But um, that said, they're a high flying offense. They do spread it, they're going to spread them out. Um, and I think they're going to be able to score on them. So I like them getting double digit points at home. Um, that's that's a lean, and then the other game that you you didn't mention um, was Charlotte UAB. Um, Charlotte plus twenty three and a half has my eye. Um, I don't love that they're on the road, but um, they're they've been sneaky. Um, I, I think they're going to hang in this game. I I don't lo- I think Reynolds is healthy now, um, unless I'm mistaken, but I think he is back, and. I, I think that UAB is going to just try to pound the ground with McBride, which is their sort of recipe for success. I think he averages 160 yards a game. And I think that's going to slow the pace a bit. Um, so I think Charlotte is just going to hang around. I'm not saying they're going to do anything crazy, but 23 and a half is a lot to lay. I'm hoping um, that just jumps to 24 and a half and I can get a little bit of a hook out of that. I like it. I like it. Rice on the road at Fort Atlantic. Getting four over under 55 and a half. LSU getting two and a half at Florida over under 52. Arkansas State getting four at Southern Miss over under 55. UL Monroe getting 17 at South Alabama over under 51 and a half. Colorado State at home getting 11 against Utah State over under 46 and a half. Mississippi State. Minus four over under 49 at Kentucky. Nebraska getting 14 at Purdue over under 56 and a half. Clemson minus three and a half 
at Florida State over under 51 and a half. And Memphis is getting five at East Carolina over under 58 and a half. Uh, and one more. And then uh, Stanford is getting 17 at Notre Dame over under 53 and a half. It's one of those you kind of stay away from Notre Dame for a while and they kind of like lolly to sleep and they're boring. And it just seems like that's a game where they're going to open it up and maybe things are starting to click there. Um, you know, their, their head coach was, was very highly touted and very well respected by their players uh, and actually their boosters as well too. So it seems as though if there's an opportunity for uh, Notre Dame to start to open it up and, and do like they did of old where they beat up on teams, this seems like it would be a good opportunity. That East Carolina Memphis over is kind of juicy to me, especially with how Memphis closed the game out against Houston last week. Clemson is minus three and a half at Florida State. I mean, they were minus seven and a half. Unless I'm missing something, I mean, can Florida State win this game for me? I don't know. Maybe uh, not touching anything with Kentucky, Mississippi State, Utah State, Colorado. Oh, my God. Colorado State. Oh, my God. For me, stay away from those teams for the rest of the season. Uh, just just far, far away. And again, my, my, my beloved Sunbelt action. Oh, look, they're on ESPN Plus and the NFL Network. UL Monroe in South Alabama over under 51 and a half. It's dropped down a field goal, and then Arkansas State Southern Miss. Uh, they're kind of putting it on. Actually, I'm surprised because they think that Southern Miss is going to win the game. Um, I actually kind of like Arkansas State to win that game, but Fermi, lots of good action there at that uh, six to seven thirty p.m. slate. Anything on your uh, radar? Yeah, I'm probably going to save the Notre Dame game, uh, but I do agree with your point. Uh, I'm going to be tracking the Will Levis situation for Kentucky. Um, he sat last week, and obviously that impacted them pretty heavily. I think if he plays, I like them plus four and a half at home against Mississippi State. Um, Mississippi State's been playing very well. Rodgers has been lights out for them in that leech offense. But I think if Levis is back and they're at home um, getting four and a half, I, I really like that line uh, for Kentucky. They're a good good team, um, young team. With, with some of their playmakers. But Rodriguez is back at running back. Levis, if he's healthy enough to play. Um, I mean, I'm hearing he could be the number one QB prospect by Kuiper, which is just mind-blowing to me, given this stacked quarterback class. But um, he's definitely very talented. The other game that I'm sort of considering is the over in that Clemson-Florida State game. Um, it's at 51 right now. Clemson averages 39 yards, 39 points a game. Florida State averages 31. Um, you know, they're averaging 70 points combined, and that over-under sitting at 51. We saw Clemson's defense exposed against um, Sam Hartman and Wake in that shootout. I, I have a feeling the game could, could operate in a very similar manner. Um, I know Travis is not quite as good as Sam Hartman, but I do think he's going to be able to move the ball through the air. Um, and I, I, I think Clemson's not going to have a problem scoring either, even on the road at Florida State. So I like the over um, 51 in that one. Closing out Saturday, North Carolina minus seven at Duke, over under 66 and a half. New Mexico minus six and a half, over under 37 and a half at New Mexico State. USC getting three and a half at Utah, over under 65. Washington State getting three and a half at Oregon State, over under 52 and a half. UNLV getting 10 at home against Air Force, over under 50. And then the last two of the slate, 
Uh, San Jose State minus eight and a half over under 47 and a half at Fresno State. And Nevada is minus six and a half over under 49 at Hawaii. Fermi, I have no idea why USC is a road dog. But, I mean, Utah coming off that really, it was really a bad loss. I mean, they got beat up by UCLA. I I understand that that's a tough place to play up there in Utah. But, man, given USC points, making them the money line favorite there, I mean, I might take them straight in a couple of my, well, if you're going to give me points at that low, I might as well take three and a half, to be honest with you. And then Oregon State, uh, Washington State, I kind of like that over. It's a little sneaky at 52.5. I think Oregon State lost a little bit of steam here the past couple weeks, but that seems like a real nice bounce-back game for them. But for me, I, I can't get over that USC-Utah game. Yeah, that USC-Utah game is definitely interesting. I know Jordan Addison hobbled off last week, but um, I, I don't think he's out. I, I think he's healthy enough to be playing. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's an interesting line. I know it is tough to go on the road to Utah. So that's going to be a great game there in prime time. Um, the other game, we know Oregon State's a tough place to play, so I'm intrigued by, by that one as well, Washington State and Oregon State, but I don't know if I'm going to play it. The game that probably interests me most, and I should have learned my lesson by now, is the Nevada-Hawaii game. Oh. I sort of like Nevada, but I, I certainly haven't locked it in yet. It's minus six and a half. I, I, they should run all over Hawaii run all over them. Um, I, I I don't understand. They shouldn't even throw the ball. That's where bad things happen in that Nevada. Unless, unless the running back unless the running back throws it backwards, right? Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, that pick six is like they – that's going to be the issue. But I don't think um, those situations will pop up this week against Hawaii I could because I think they are going to just feed their two workhorse running backs the ball and just let them go. Um I think their defense is good enough to stop Hawaii as well. So Eight. six and a half is the, the line right now. I'm leaning Nevada, but uh, scary to bet them. Fermi, a beautiful 26-minute and three-second podcast so far. NCA week seven, leans, looks, and lines. I'm not going to lie, Fermi. I'm starting to tire out here. So uh, give me a quick little wrap-up here of what you're thinking for the uh, coming week. Yeah, the, the one play that I like the most is the Virginia Tech over. Um, so I'm definitely leaning there. I have not locked it in yet. I'm going to continue to watch that line. But that's, in summary, that's the one takeaway that I, I think is definitely going to be on my card. Um, a lot of other injury situations as we're getting deeper into the year. And a lot of bye weeks this week. Um, so we're going we're gonna to have that to deal with here with teams coming off buys and being a little bit extra rested. Um, to consider in our in our picks. I have three picks right now over for Northern Illinois, Eastern Michigan, over 68 for TCU, Oklahoma State, and over 66 for Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee. Last question for me. I, I guess we have to address it. Uh, the fans want him back. So I, I guess this week we have to bring on uh, Romer, the Philadelphia homer for the big Michigan State, uh, not Michigan State, uh, Penn State, Michigan uh, matchup. Well, that I mean, I'm, I'm ha- I, he's going to be really put on the on the block here because um, we'll see if he takes some plus the points on the road at the big house, you, or if he's got the guts to go money line for me. That's the real question. That's, that is that's the real test of a homer. Well, so we're going to make sure that we do our coffee and quick picks as normal, seven a.m. That thing will be out by seven thirty 
on Saturday morning for you guys who have some picks to take you over and hold you over if any of you guys like to get those early lines in. Um, if there's something that you want to bet or something that you're leaning towards more, more specifically, uh, we can say that, yes, we will bring Romer, the Philadelphia Homer, on this Saturday. Maybe the Maction guys will come on with them. I'm not sure. It's almost that time of the year, which is getting real exciting. So for Mr. Fermi, I am Dr. Goose. We appreciate you joining us here on NCAA Week 7, Leans, Looks, and Lines on the Anonymous Gamblers podcast, where it's only a problem when you're losing.